Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Well, folks, I'm flying solo here in the studio here today. I've given Tyler uh, the week off, um, given they just had a baby, uh, their second. But he'll be back with us next week after Christmas and but I want to take this week to focus on Christmas, kind of give fresh eyes to it. If we're not careful, things that are familiar to us become kind of lost in familiarity. We kind of lose the special messages that are here, and we get busy this time of the year. We hear these stories year after year after year. And if we're not careful, we become kind of blinded to it. And so what I want to do today and the rest of this week is to kind of cast fresh eyes on the Christmas story and maybe pull out some things that are neglected. Uh, yesterday we talked about Joseph. Where would the Christmas story be without Joseph? I mean, the manger scene, the nativity scene, and all that, he's always there. He has no speaking part. We almost treat him as if um, he is the ugly stepchild. And, but, you know, he plays a, a very important role. And as we talked about yesterday, I mean, he is a great example of obedience and faith. And he was, you know, put upon by God to take a very difficult challenge, a very difficult uh, place that brought hardship and shame and difficulty for him. He could have walked away from it. He could have simply done that. But no, instead, he had the faith to follow the Lord. What a great example Joseph was uh, and still is to us, his memory and place he plays in history. Today, I want to focus our attention on Bethlehem. You know, we sometimes get so caught up with the characters the people of the story, but some of these other details are just as important like the little city of Bethlehem. How many Americans are ignorant of that place that, that I doubt even, you know, Americans that don't go to church, not raised in Christian homes, all they really know about Christmas for the most part is Santa Claus and and all that, but they probably know enough of that manger story in Bethlehem. The house of bread, that's what Bethlehem means. It's, it's a little tiny, tiny little place just south of Jerusalem, also known as the city of David. If you go to Israel today and were to go to Bethlehem, you would find it behind a big security wall. Israel has been forced to, um, to segregate that part of the land because it's a very dangerous area of Muslims, of Arabs. They you know, try for us to, they want us to call them Palestinians, although there is no such country as Palestine, 
and uh, but they want uh, but behind that wall is the city of Jerusalem, one of my favorite places to visit in Israel. In fact, when I was considering doing some uh, studies on the Middle East, I considered living in Bethlehem actually, either there or Nazareth. Those were the two places that I felt strongly bonded to as a place to center my studies. You know, some of my friends thought I was crazy to consider Bethlehem because I was, you know, doing so, I would be living in the Arab uh, part of Israel, very strong area, a lot of uh, Muslim fundamentalists live in that area as well. And uh, but, but it's a beautiful city. When you go there, you'll have to go through a lot of security protocols to get into uh, that area. In fact, you cannot be driven in by a Jewish tour guide and stuff that you kind of have to trade off and the Arabs take over and then they tour you around that area. But their livelihood depends largely upon uh, foreign uh, tourists coming into that area. 90% of their income is based upon us tourists visiting that area. And especially this time of the year, it is booming. I've never been quite at the Christmas time, Christmas season, maybe one day. But uh, this is also the place when we start reading about Bethlehem in the Bible, This uh, the first remarks we ever have of it, it is the burial place of Jacob's wife, Rachel. Rachel dies in uh, giving birth to her second son, Benjamin. Her other son was Joseph, the one whom we follow in the book of Genesis as he is sold off into slavery and then makes his way into Egypt and and all the things that uh, go on there in that story. Well, Rachel dies giving birth to the younger son, Benjamin. She's buried here in Bethlehem. And as a result of the patriarch's wife being buried there, it has had uh, for centuries a very special place for Israel. Then the other time that we read about Bethlehem is when we come to the story of Ruth. Hard times fall upon a family from Bethlehem. A crisis appears and food is now scarce and a man decides to take his wife, Naomi, and to leave with their sons, and they go into Moab. And there they live, and the sons marry and take wives. And, and uh, But tragedy, uh, they didn't escape tragedy, and all the men die, and the women plan to return. You know the story of Ruth. And Ruth is one of the uh, younger son's wives, and one of the wives, and so she uh, is encouraged by Naomi, Naomi, go back to, to your homeland. But Naomi pleads with her in the famous words in Ruth chapter 1, verse 16, and Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whether, is, whether thou goest, I will go, and whether thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God, my God. Oh, what a great great passage. But the importance of this is that they return to Bethlehem 
Then we find this beautiful picture unfolding of what's known as the kinsman redeemer. Boaz meets um, uh, Ruth, and they fall in love, and and he's not the first in line to declare marriage to her. Uh, there's another, and a lot of things transpire there, but uh, it turns out where Boaz and Ruth uh, unite in marriage, and what a great, beautiful love story that unfolds there. But even greater, we see this beautiful picture of the great Redeemer, who also will one day come from Bethlehem years later to redeem his bride, that being the church. And so we see a great picture unfolding there with Bethlehem being a part of this uh, of this place. And then we find that famous prophecy from Micah, that minor prophet who gave the great prophecy that uh, that Bethlehem would be honored. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says, But thou, Bethlehem, uh, though thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. And so we're told here, in these unfolding verses in Micah chapter 5, that Bethlehem, that small little hamlet village, will become great, that from this little town, the Messiah, the promised one, will come forth. And this is the very reason why when Herod was alerted to the fact by the Magi when they come in this story of, um, of the Nativity, that um, they come to inquire, where, where is he that is to be king of the Jews? Where is he to be born? We've seen his star in the sky, and, and they know, well, that's Bethlehem. I mean, we've been told that for, uh, for hundreds of years, for centuries, we've known that the promised one, the one that we have been told will be our great deliverer, will come out of Bethlehem, this great city in this place is beginning to unfold. And and, uh, what's interesting, though, is how miraculous it was, how God brought Joseph and Mary from Nazareth down to Bethlehem at the time that it was prophesied that the Savior would be born there. I mean, here this couple, as we talked about yesterday, uh, great shame was upon them. I mean, here's a woman who now is with child, outside of wedlock, and and Joseph, her betrothed, is not the father. Great shame and great um, controversy is upon them, and how turns out that they leave from their home of Nazareth and make their way down to Bethlehem through the act of God bringing in a foreign occupation, a force that had occupied them, had taken over their country, and had forced people to return back to their house of their lineage so that they could be taxed. What an amazing course of events that God had put into place that would bring these two from Nazareth many miles down to the place of Bethlehem for the Savior to be born there, as it was prophesied centuries before. And what else do we know about this place of Bethlehem? It's called the House of Bread. I mentioned that at the beginning. Bait Lachem, 
meaning the house of bread. And that refers us to Jesus. In John chapter 6, verse 51, says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. And if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Speaking of his crucifixion, of his body being broken for us, the house of bread. And then finally, the last thing, Bethlehem was the place where the the Pascha lambs, the Passover lambs would be assembled. This is the place of the shepherd's fields. And the best of the best would be assembled there at the time of the Passover, the very same time that Jesus was being going to be crucified that week. What would happen by tradition, the high priest on the 10th day of the month of Nisan, he would exit early in the morning and go into Bethlehem and select four of the lambs and bring them back into Jerusalem through the Damascus gate. And the crowds of Jerusalem would assemble and they would bring palm branches and they would cry out to the lambs that were being brought in, Hosanna to the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father, David, that is coming. Hosanna in the highest. And so when Jesus came through those same gates, the crowds were assembled. And before the high priest came with the Paschal lamb, the true Passover lamb came through and the people cried out, Hosanna to the highest. Blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. All this brings us to the beautiful city of Bethlehem. What a blessed story. And it's a story of hope and of forgiveness and of redemption. I hope if you haven't met the Savior, that you would know him this Christmas and that it would be a very special time for you. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.